the Lord's doing a great work with this church, and thank you. I'm very thankful for everybody here. Uh, our church is very unique in that God's laid a foundation of very strong, talented people. Talents with hands, talents with more than that, just strong uh, wisdom, uh, compassion. You could see everybody, you know, everybody. Might not be able to do something like somebody else, but you have a uniqueness to you. Um, you could pinpoint, you know, like Brother Chris, you, you just encourage people. You're an encourager. You don't know that, but you get that a lot, you know. Um, Brother Paul, you make the best bread. <laughs> And you can say about everybody here, you know, everybody. Uh, thank God for what he's doing. He's, laying a, he's laid a foundation. And I know this is not uh, the, the end. We are in the last days, but this is only the beginning. We already started recording our first uh, music CD, you know, for the church, Gospel Light Baptist Church CD one. I just want to interrupt for a second, and I said this to Kayla. I had to compliment her, and you was deaf with her piano playing on Sunday, Easter Sunday. I closed my eyes, and it was amazing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. Lord's, uh, Kayla's dedicated her life. She knows she, uh, she's talented for the Lord and his glory, and she's dedicated her life for that. On that note, thank you, Brother Johnny, for giving your life for the Lord. Um, and uh, it's, it's no, it's very obvious that the music in the church has stepped up a whole level of professionalism, if you can say that, for the honor, and it's only for the honor and glory of the Lord, that's why we're here, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, you know, with that, you know, we want to keep it like that, but the Lord deserves better, he deserves our best, and it's nice to hear somebody sing special and so forth, but um, when he's when he's given you the resources and we take those resources and use it for our own advantage and then give him the leftovers, you know, uh, then that's our fault. Oftentimes we can't give God more because we don't have enough. But if you look back, you see that he did give you whatever it may be, time, talents, treasure, but you spend it on your own self, you know. And God often gets the leftovers. He gets the lasts. But when you give God your first, your best, that's when he blesses you most. Yeah, Eric, the girls downstairs, Eric. Yeah. Uh, because of this, we gotta be, we got to be uh, on guard as God's men 
God's people. And if you're watching this, we could have some ladies watching as well. You cannot be downstairs, ladies, uh, watching because you're up here with the camera. But this can also apply to you as well. Uh, this is not necessarily focused on men here. Uh, but I'm speaking to men here in the building. Uh, let's go to 1 John chapter 1. I'm sorry. Yeah. 1 John um, 1 verse 6. The Bible says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship. And that, that's the key right there is fellowship one with another. Our, our goal is to have fellowship with Christ. He looks down from heaven. He reveals things in his word. When you got saved, you inherited the spirit of God in you. The Lord said, his disciples were saying, Lord, you can't leave us. He said, I'm not going anywhere. But he did. He did go somewhere. He went to heaven, right? No, his spirit lives in us as if he is with us still. Uh, you say, well, if, if, if I was back then and I seen Christ doing the miracles and I seen him, I would be one of his disciples as well. I would be walking with him. That wouldn't be the case. For the spirit within us is greater, is a greater uh, resource than seeing with our eyes look at back then they, they all of them fled all of them at one point when christ was taken all of them left and who are we oh, we're no greater but we have a more sure word of prophecy we have the scriptures and we have the spirit of christ that lives in us and the goal is fellowship with the lord jesus christ for us to keep a church that is honoring and glorifying to the Lord, for us to have a life that's honoring and glorifying to the Lord, you've got to stop focusing on yourself and focus on Christ. He's already accepted us. As men, we are what we are. I can go to each man here, and if we're honest, we can name our sins. And most, 99% of our sins are common. We all struggle with the same stuff. Most of it has, it's all of our flesh. We're no different. I'm no different. You say, we well, don't struggle. You don't know what I go through. Yeah, I do. I might go through worse. Well, you're the pastor. Yeah. For the devil's after me more maybe then, you know. But my flesh may be even weaker in some of your in areas that you are in. And yours and other areas where I'm not. But either way, I'm, I still have flesh. And this flesh is weak. It's terrible. Uh, it's uh, vile, sinful, nasty, perverted. Um, that's why I don't want to walk in my flesh. The things that come to my mind are terrible. The things that pop in, the, sometimes the way I think is vile. Say, you shouldn't be a pastor that I know. I'm not worthy to be up on this stage. Uh, but God has called me. And there is no one worthy. Our goal is Christ. 
we went over uh, a couple weeks ago the, the fiery serpents that started biting the people. God never took those serpents away. People wind up having to live with the serpents. And uh, they, got, they bit who they bit. Everybody maybe got a bite here and there. But what was their goal when they got bit? Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on Christ. And that has got to be our goal. Let's go to Numbers real quick. Numbers chapter 14. Don't, you need to erase things out of your vocabulary here. Uh, if you're to move on, the devil will have you stagnant. I can't serve Christ because I keep messing up. Got to get used to messing up. That's who we are. It's, I'm saying the obvious. You know. God will use you. But the more you allow yourself available to him, the less you will mess up. The more you keep your eyes on, you're still going to mess up. You're still living in this flesh. If you, don't, if you say you'll never hunger again, I agree, you're not going to mess up ever again. But if you still get hungry, and you, you know, your, flesh, your flesh is needy, eventually stuff happens, you know? And I'm not making an excuse for any sin at all. I'm just saying, I'm stating the obvious here. I'm stating the obvious. We are the producers of sin. Sin doesn't come upon us. Adam ate, and the sin rose up in his heart when he chose to willingly disobey God. And even though we try to hide our sin, sin is within us. It's of us. It's who we are. And I'm stating the obvious because... You can try to hide who you really are all you want, and sometimes you just need to keep face, uh, keep on going for the Lord. But we have an advocate. We have someone, someone so much greater than our sin. And the, the more you state the obvious, the more, and the more you realize who Christ is and how much he loves you and how great his mercy is and how great his forgiveness is, most likely, the more you're going to depend on him and have fellowship with him. And when you start having fellowship with the Savior, the sin is going to get less and less and less. It's still going to be there. It's still going to be there. Uh, if it's not one, th I'll tell you this, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, if it's not... And then if you conquer all those, you're going to have to deal with the same old self-righteousness and pride and so forth. You've got to uh, take the vocabulary out. You know, if, if I can stop messing up with this, if I can stop. No. Look to Christ. If these serpents stop biting me, no. They're always going to be there. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Christ. Because if you stopped all that, you might become the most prideful person that there is. Look what I did. And that's worse than the beginning. Worse. And I know a lot of Christians like that. And they have a spirit that's not of God. And you cannot pinpoint it 
you can say, you know, they, 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 it seems like they do everything right, but they're, they're, something's not right there. They have not the spirit of God. They're not walking in the spirit of God. They've created their own righteousness that they've attained and not the righteousness of God, which is of faith. The worst thing you could do is give yourself credit or go on your own strength. You're setting yourself up for a big fall. Take that vocabulary out and you will see and accept who you are. You say, well, I don't like who I am. Now we're on the right track. Now you're going to see why we need Christ. We need him. You say, are you making excuses for sin? No. We need someone greater. We need a savior. Well, I can do it. I can stop these temptations from happening. I don't have to fulfill the lusts of my flesh. Amen. That's true. And the next time, and the next time, and the next time, you might fall. But when you keep your fellowship with Christ and depend on him, let's go to Numbers 14. The Bible says in verse 17, And now I beseech thee, let the, the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken. What power? To call down fire from heaven? To call, uh, what, what great power of God? Verse 18, the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. It is powerful to have your sins forgiven. That's powerful. Sin is what brought the Savior to the cross. For us to have our sins forgiven, that's a powerful thing. We underestimate the power of forgiving, the power of forgiveness. That's why God said we need to forgive others. You've got to forgive them. A lot of times we go through life holding, we live a destroyed life because we're not willing to forgive somebody else. You've got to forgive as Christ forgave you. As men, we hold bitterness. We get bitter quick. I don't know uh, if you struggle with that, but I struggle with bitterness. I'll get bitter. I can hold a bitter grudge against somebody for a long time and with a smile too, you know. Uh, but that's how I am. Well, God has taught me forgive, forgive, just let it go. Forgive, forgive, forgiving is forgetting. And only God can do that for you. Uh, and allowing yourself to have fellowship with the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew, how can you help your brother with his moat? If you have a beam in your own eye. Right? What's a moat? Like a little piece of wood, right? Uh, something small. You know, we, we always want to help somebody. Why? Because we get the glory for it. Oh, let me help you. Let me show you how good I am at mowing your lawn. Your grass is five foot high, but you're willing to help out your neighbor mow his lawn because you get glory out of that. Yeah, I'm strong. I'm good. And uh, forget your house. You know, you don't get no glory from doing your own lawn, but for other people, you help other people, you get glory from it. That's why people are willing. You're willing to wash somebody else's dishes, but your dishes are piled up high. You know why? Oh, thank you. You're so good. You help out. You're such a great help. You like the glory. 
You love the glory. Uh, so you're willing to help out others, but you're not willing to do it while nobody's looking or, or at your own house because you don't get glory for it. That's how we are. We want the glory. Uh, but God de only deserves the glory, amen? We look at our brother's moat, but the Bible says we have a beam in our own eye. And we think that might be sin, but oftentimes, listen, it's whatever is going to take our eyes off Christ. What will take our eyes, what will blind us? The spirit of God was given to us, the spirit of Christ, which is in us, was given to us for fellowship with the Lord. He points us to Christ. He enlightens us in the word of God. He keeps us and helps us with sin. And thank God for his grace. You know, grace is, uh, might as well walk our dog, uh, and he has that uh, retractable leash where it goes out, right? And sometimes he's close, sometimes he's far. He's as far as that leash will go, pulling it. And whatever direction I'm headed, I'm headed. I'm taking uh, flying lessons right now in the plane, the planes. And I've learned that you have your course, right? So if my course is this way, let's say north, uh, for me to fly north, there's things up in the air fighting against you. What do you think those things are? The wind, right? So for me to fly north, if the wind is coming this way, what's going to happen? I'm going to be, after a while, I'm going to be getting blown over. So for me to keep straight, what do I have to do? I've got to fly this way, you know? For me to go this way, I've got to be flying this way. In reality, I'm going the proper course because I'm fighting the wind. And sometimes we do fight the winds of this world and we don't think we're going in the right direction, uh, but grace keeps us there. And sometimes we mess up. But God's grace is like a leash. And sometimes that leash is longer and we think we're away from the Lord. But how do we wind up getting back to God? Well, that was a long leash. And God's walking where he goes and he's not going to let us go far. We think we're off somewhere in a distance. Anybody, anybody ever, I'm done, I'm away from the Lord forever. And next thing you know, you're here on Sunday, singing the hymns. Right? How did I get here again? God's grace. Yeah, I'm done reading this Bible. I'm done. I'm done. Next thing you know, you're picking it up again. How did you get there? By, by your own strength because you got right with the Lord? No, because of God's grace. It's all God. It's all him. And he's the only one who deserves the praise. And we could point at our brother and see their moat, uh, but we got a beam. We always have a beam in our own eye. And for us to see clearly to help our brother, we got to remove first what's in us. And that is whatever is blinding us from looking and seeing Christ in our life. You know, it's harmful to have anything that's going to take you away from the Lord. Oftentimes it's not uh, sin. It could be something simple. You got to be careful. We're fighting a different battle today. Let's look in 2 Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. 
The Bible says in verse 15, and when the servant, 2 Kings 6, 15, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host come past the city, both, uh, both with horses and chariots, and the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You know, we get ourselves in a situation sometimes. Uh, and it is what it is. You know, we're people. We're people. We're human. Uh, God's not given up, up on anyone. Never does. You think of Ahab. Who knows King Ahab in the Bible? He was a wicked guy. And his wife was wicked. I always liked Ahab and Jezebel uh, because they were a team. I always said, you know what? They work as husband and wife. They work so well together. But they use it for evil. You ever notice that? When you read about Ahab and Jezebel, I, some people say, oh, look how wicked they are. But I'm like, man, they're a good husband and wife. Just working together like that. If they were to just redirect that to the Lord, uh, man, what they would do for the nation of Israel. Ahab, though, as wicked as he was, repented later on. And you know what God did? God didn't say, oh, now you want to repent. No. God says his heart was touched immediately. Immediately. As soon as those words came out of Ahab's mouth, Lord, I'm sorry. Immediately, God's heart was touched, and God forgave him. Uh, that's, that's amazing. God, the power of forgiveness is strong. God is truly a powerful God. Amen. Forgiveness. And God has forgiven me, and he will continue to forgive me. I don't need to say, oh, when I stop doing this. You know, sometimes the, uh, the thorns that are in our flesh is what causes us to keep on depending on God. Asking God for more strength. Lord, help me with this issue. Keep me going for you. Keep me looking to you. I depend on you. I'm no good. I'm vile. This is who I am. Lord, I don't want to be like this. I, I want to be like you. I want to have fellowship with you. Verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. See, there was a spiritual battle going on. There was a spiritual battle. And the battle around us is spiritual. We're in the last days. As men, there's going to be a stronger pull uh, against you. The winds are going to be blowing stronger. And you're, you have to set your course. My course... Is this way. There's, there's a course. My course is the cross, no matter what. But when you, when you got those angry winds blowing against you, there's a course, and then there's your heading. Your heading may be this, but it's because you're fighting the winds. And I'm flying this way. Depending on how strong those winds are, you, you're going to fly that course, but you're flying into those winds going that way, going, you're literally flying sideways pretty much. Sometimes it may seem that you're not going in the right direction, but God's grace is going to keep you going in the right direction. You've got to depend on God's strength. You've got to depend on God's grace. Uh, the Bible says the grace, it teaches us how to live godly. When you see the power of forgiveness, truly, and stop depending, oh, when I, when I stop these sins, then I'll be able to do something for the Lord. 
You can't. You can't stop those things. You need God's power. And there's nothing more powerful than his forgiveness. One day you might wake up and say, you know, God has delivered me from this. What am I messing around with this for? He's freed me from this. I don't need to be doing this anymore. Lord, I want you. I want to have a fellowship with you. I want to have a heart for you. And you fall in love with your Savior. And you realize how strong he is and how, uh, how much he loves you and cares about you. And those sins and flesh get less and less and less and less. That's your goal. Your goal is not to accomplish sin. Christ had to do that for us. Your goal is to fellowship with Christ. Your goal is not to stop doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Your goal is to fellowship with Christ. The Bible says if, if you say you have no sin, you're a liar. Deceive yourself. You know, the truth is not in you. We're all sinful flesh. I'm just saying the obvious. Get used to it. But those who say, you know, I, have a, I have the best Savior, the most forgiving Savior. And that's what's keeping me going. That's what, that's what my course is. I'm not going to change my course with the wind because I'm going to end up all the way down there. You know what, Lord? I'm going to keep flying into that wind that I may go in the right direction. Amen? Uh, he asked, Lord, open his eyes. Open his eyes. It's a spiritual battle. It's not you. It's not your flesh. This is how my flesh, I'm so weak. No, it's a spiritual battle. There's a spirit that has entered into this world. It's a spirit of Antichrist. Let's go to 1 John 4. We'll close with this. 1 John 4. The Bible says in 1 John 4, verse 1, Beloved, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone into the world, out into the world. A, a prophet is one that's supposed to represent the Lord. A true prophet of God has the spirit of Christ within him. A false prophet may have the words behind him, but he does not have the spirit of Christ. He's of a spirit of antichrist. The message is not the goal. It's who's behind the message. We're not looking for words. We're not looking for uh, to play church here. We're, we're, we're here to have church. You're not, look, you're not looking to, in your life to appear like everything is okay and to appear as some Christian person. Your goal is to have fellowship with Christ. That's the difference. Uh, Spirit of Antichrist will make you appear like, oh, I'm good. I carry my Bible to church and everything's good and good to go. You must just live the way you want. You're wasting time. Your goal is fellowship. What do you need to do to have fellowship with Christ? Speak back to him. That's all. Look at who he is. Talk with them. Walk with them. That's your goal. Fellowship with Christ. Acknowledge who you are. Acknowledge who he is. Don't believe every spirit. Whatever, there are spirits in this world that appear as, a, as the Holy Spirit of God. A spirit that leads you away from Christ is not of God. 
Anything that leads us away from the Holy Spirit of God or Christ is not of God. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. It's not talking about knowledge. This is talking about a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Having fellowship with the Lord, knowing who he is. The Holy Spirit of God points to Christ. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, wherever you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You ought to memorize that verse. Uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's nothing that can stop you in this world. We have someone so much greater in us. The spirit of Antichrist is coming to this world. That spirit is going to be stronger. It's going to be a stronger wind fighting you. Uh, your flesh is going to be riled up more. Uh, temptations may increase. The Bible says sin will increase. And because iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. We already see love, uh, hatred is, is abounding in this world. Just viciousness and anger and, and everything. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, why he's using our flesh. And I'm not talking about people out here. I'm talking about the people in here. Judgment must begin at the house of God. But we are not of this world. Verse uh, 4 of chapter 5, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith in who? At ourself? No. In the Lord Jesus Christ. The same salvation which ye receive, so walk ye in him. That same grace, that same salvation. Don't change it. Keep it simple. Let the Lord uh, and the fellowship with Christ be your guide. Be your course. That's my goal. I can still come to church. Christ will still forgive me. Christ still loves me. He knows who I am. He's already accepted me. He'll provide for me. He'll take care of me. I have nothing to fear. Keep that course. And though you think you're off course, that grace can only let you go so far. Anybody ever get in a, a big slump? And somehow you find yourself out? Like, how did I? He looked back, you're like, how did I get out of that? Lord, how did you get me out of that? Right? Uh, that's part of his grace. It's that long leash. Sometimes a dog runs off, and a fish, it's like a fish, and then it, boom, stops. Or he'll stop himself, and he'll be smelling something. He thinks he's away from me, like, I'm my own boss now. I'll do whatever I want. I say, no, nah, man. You're <laughs> but when I get you back home, you're going to get a treat, all right? And, uh, you know, sometimes we get like that with the Lord, but he's got us. He's got us. We're going to have a strong church here. you got to realize, as men, uh, everything's all right because we got Christ. You can get back up because we got Christ. There's a reason to keep going because we got Christ. Our goal is not ourself. Who we are is who we are. You might struggle. What you struggle with now, 
may be the very thorn in your flesh that God says, I'm not taking it away. God, I can't wait till you take this away from me, till I stop being tempted like I am. He may never take it away. Because that may be the very thing that's causing you to keep looking up to him. And that's all worth it. You say, well, why would he allow me to fall? Oh, he doesn't tempt any man. But he will with that temptation. He'll use it for his honor and glory. What about the sin? He's conquered that already. So I can just dive into sin and do whatever I want? I didn't say that. If you see how much it hurts to fellowship with your Savior, you're not going to want to do it. And that's our goal, is to keep that fellowship. Lord, I'm sorry, I messed up. I, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't mean to do it. I willingly did it, but I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Of course he'll forgive you. And you get back with the Lord. We'll close with this verse, 1 Timothy chapter 4. There's a spirit of antichrist in this world. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving, of them which believe and know the truth. We can keep on going. We'll stop there. I look at those things, forbidden to marry and commanding to abstain from meat. That means foods. Uh, two simple things of life, marriage and food. You know? The devil always attacks those two. Marriage could be in the whole realm of uh, everything. Of course, with marriage between a man and woman, and also uh, just any sexual things outside of marriage, that the devil attacks in every area like that, especially with men. The devil uses our flesh against us. If you read about Balaam, um, Balaam could not curse Israel. But what did he do to inform Balak? What did he tell Balak to do? Anybody know? He told Balak, Balak, get the women of Moab, all the beautiful women, and send them in. Send them into the camp. He said, that's it? You're telling me these people are so strong. God's men are so strong. They are fruitful. They stand out above everybody. They always have a smile on their face. If we just send those women into camp, they'll, they'll all be done? Yeah. Yeah. So he did. And guess what happened? They were all done. The devil knows uh, man's flesh has not changed, right? And once you get saved, you're not any different. You know, God uh, gives these things in his word uh, to help us here. Now, your flesh is your flesh. It's never going to change. But the spirit in you, the Holy Spirit of God, is greater than your flesh. And you have to walk in the spirit of God. There's times where you're going to have to deal with hard temptation. There's time... Uh, and it may even get stronger as we are in the last days. Of course, being out in this world, the spirit of Antichrist is going to draw you even further away from the Lord. 
And whatever it takes, he's going to do that. Uh, he's going to use those things, things with marriage or sexual things. He's going to use even the simple, basic things of life to get you away from Christ. Whatever it takes to get you away from your eyes on the cross, he will do it. What would you allow in your life to keep your eyes off the cross? You shouldn't allow anything. If you get bit by the serpent of sin, oh, I'm no good. Look, I fell. That's what the cross is for. You look, look up, be ye healed. That's why God put it there. He didn't take away the serpents. He said he put a cross there. He put the snake on the pole saying, look at it and you'll be healed. That's why he put these things in practice, knowing that we are just us, knowing who we really are. He, the Bible says he remembereth our frame. Man, I just want to uh, encourage and enforce you tonight that, listen, everything is all right in our Father's house. Amen. Amen? Uh, there is nothing you have to prove to the Lord. When he saved you, he saved you because you needed a Savior. I needed a Savior. And it's never changed. Don't you be the one that listens to the spirit of Antichrist saying you don't need a Savior. You can do it on your own. And when you fall flat on your face, you're going to say, look at who I am. I'm no good. Well, you were always no good. That's why you needed the Savior. But we are good when we are in Christ. Amen? Uh, we are strong when we are in Christ. For when we're weak, then our weakness is made strong. Our strength is made perfect in our weakness. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. There is a spirit, an antichrist spirit in these last days. And it will keep a stronghold on you. But your course has to be the cross. Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your fellowship with the Lord despite of everything. Despite of everything. If you go ahead and, uh, if you're married and you go ahead and have the biggest argument with your wife the Sunday morning right as you're coming to church, it happens. Come to church. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the cross. If you, if whatever happens, you come to church. You know, you keep your eyes on Christ. You pick up your Bible. You say, "What? Well, I can't pick up my Bible. You don't know what I just did. Pick that Bible up. Amen. Keep your eyes on Christ. Say, I'm unworthy to touch the Bible. I know we all are. Amen? Don't allow the spirit of Antichrist to blind you to stop looking at the cross. No matter what, keep your eyes on the cross. Whatever you do, wherever you go, wherever you shouldn't go, wherever you shouldn't do, keep your eyes on the cross. I'm not saying excuses for those things. I'm just saying reality. Can everybody attest to that? It's reality. We're men here. But the more you realize reality, hopefully the more you see how much you need the Savior. And the more you see how much you need the Savior, hopefully the less you'll want of yourself. And that's the key right there. The Bible says, if you walk in the Spirit, ye will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. It's contrary. It's contrary. If the Lord Jesus Christ himself was sitting in this very room, 
I doubt any of us would be thinking the wrong things or planning or scheming, unless we're like Judas, you know, uh, where it's like in a safe place. But he does. He resides and sits in our heart, the Bible says. And he actually does in reality. He really does sit in our heart. It's no different. But we need to walk in the spirit of God and not in our flesh. And that's where uh, we're going to see less of ourself and more of him. Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on the cross. That beam that's in our own eye, don't let it blind you uh, to where we should be looking. If that beam blinds us, we'll be looking at ourself and start pointing the finger at others. Why? So we can get glory, disguise it even further. But when we see who we really are, we keep our eyes on the cross. That's when we're made free. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, uh, for a mighty salvation. It truly is. It, it uh, washed away, Lord, it truly washed away all of our sin, past, present, and future. And, Lord, you truly did free us from sin. Whether we get dirty again, we're still, we're still freed. Uh, that's the reality, and it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing, Lord. Thank you for being such an amazing Savior. There is no one like you. As Moses had said, Lord, show us your power, the great power of mercy and long-suffering. Lord, we thank you for being so good to us. We do ask for uh, more grace as sin abounds in these last days. May your grace abound greater. Lord, we do ask also you help us as men with temptation and falling into sin. Uh, Lord, we need strength. We need integrity. And we know sin, Lord, uh, it washes that out quickly. Uh, it takes away our confidence in you. It takes away all those things, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'll shorten that leash grace and get us keep us close to you um, don't let it get too long Lord. just shorten it up that uh, Lord uh, even when we try to fall somehow we're not un, uh, able to I pray Lord you'll be with us as men Lord for the honor and glory of, of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray Lord that you will look down on us now have mercy strengthen us give us grace to serve you in the name of Jesus amen Amen, guys.